And Lori Goldstein has written a beautiful tribute to Tarek Fatah, who he knew here at News Talk 1010 and in the pages of the Toronto Sun. This is what Tarek Fatah sounded like on the very last day he did his show. And I was talking to his co-host, who was um, saying that, you know, it was just such an incredible relationship together. But then Tarek left to go and run his first fight against cancer. Housemates from Sri Lanka and the Philippines imprisoned and hanged till they die. That's the sort of people who are our enemies. And that's the sort of people where freedom of press, freedom of expression, AM radio, the written press, the producers, the broadcasters, the engineers, they are the frontline troops that stand up to the horror that is Islamism today. And the Saudis represent that. So for goodness sake, on this day, perhaps I might be back, perhaps I might not be. But remember me for one thing. We need to stand up for the truth no matter what. And as the Indians stay, that's their motto. Truth always surfaces and stays at the top. Thank you very much. Goodbye, CFRB, News Talk 1010. Goodbye, Tony. Goodbye, Mike. It was wonderful working with you. Lori Goldstein writes, fearless. That's the one word that for me best described Tarek Fatah. Tarek passed away yesterday at the age of 73, and Lori joins us now. Nice to hear your voice, sir. Nice to talk to you, John. Um, you know, Tarek, I think there were, in terms of the media, um, uh, News Top 1010 was one of the homes he loved, and the other was the Toronto Sun. Yeah. And again, let's come back to this word fearless, because um, Tarek believed, and this is what he and I disagreed about this a great deal, mm-hmm. that there was uh, an existential threat from Islam. So he focused on it a great deal. And, and as you heard, he chose to make that his parting monologue. Um, but, you know, he had opinions about pretty well everything and he would fight for the right to express them. Yeah. And the one thing that most to me described Tarek Fatah is, is that, you know, he, he would be very critical of the Trudeau government. He would be very, but in politically, he, he started out NDP, then he was liberal, then he was conservative. Uh, then he, he some things Trump did, he supported, some things Bernie Sanders did, um, he, he reported. But in terms of perspective, you're in the media, I'm in the media. Sometimes people get really mad at us and they, you know, they send insults and that. But I don't think to either of us or to most journalists anywhere, not just in Canada, None of them ever had three would-be assassins in, in jail for trying to kill him in, in India. None of us were imprisoned three times. Um, and and when, he, when, when I, when the things that he didn't realize that he was fearless, he, he just, it, it never occurred to him. It was like, when I asked him about, well, where, where does this come from? The, and so did our chief, the, the, this, this passion um, that you have. Um, and the idea of his fierce opposition to any form of religious extremism. And I remember he was once being interviewed by um, Adrian Batra, our editor-in-chief, and he said, well, look, my grandmother's French. I have an Italian aunt. Two of my sister-in-laws are Anglo-Iranian. My wife is Shia. I'm Sunni. And, and in that, you saw his, his, the universality of his vision, that what he hated was anything that divided people along any lines for him, as you said, the most concern was being divided along religious lines. Um, but it, it was from um, it was from his life experience. He once told me about sitting at a at a, a at a park at, at a bench in in Canada, close to where he lived in Toronto, 
and just how it, he, he sat there watching all these people go by, different people, different backgrounds, different this, and, and seeing all of them together and the society working. And he was so afraid of Canada losing that. And that's why I think he was so strong in some of his, and let's not, you know, some of them are very controversial. As you say, you disagreed with him on some things. I disagreed with him on some things. But I think he was the kind of person who, uh, somebody said in the National Post, even if he went too far sometimes in, in, in condemning um, uh, Islamism, not Islam, but Islamism, at least he started a conversation about a concern that was out there. Something else you touch on, though, that I think is so vital for us to discuss is, as you write, he was funny. Actually, he was oh. hilarious. There was something almost elfin about Derek oh, Fattah, exactly. and he had a giggle that was sometimes a titter. It's it's the perfect word. I mean, I know you went to see him in hospital, and, I, and he had beaten cancer several times before. I know um, his uh, son-in-law was was saying, even even towards the end, I still think he's he's going to beat this but but he had a he had a joy of 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 life and and he would um uh like his his daughter natasha who's a great journalist at cbc sent out a tweet when he's in hospital right and she writes that uh this is when he was obviously in better shape uh the hospital they wanted they wanted to get up and walk around but he has to wear a mask right so there's a picture of him with the mask on his forehead yes <laughs> <laughs> Like, like that's 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 direct, you know, and 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 the um, uh, like when I came when I came to see him, I know you did, I know a lot of us did from the Sun and other media, and I walk in and he looks at me and he goes, "Oh, I guess I'm dying." Oh, <laughs> like, like, like he just, what do you do? <laughs> you know, he's he was just like that, and and that to me also just spoke again to his fearlessness. I, I would think of him. Like I think of another journalist we both knew who loved, um, Christy Blatchford. I don't think he was afraid of death. I think he was sad about what he wouldn't get to see. But but I think when you've lived the life he did, and remember, he's not just a major figure in, in Toronto media. I mean, he's got these shows in, in India, like like with huge followings. And and often what he said there would provoke, you know, like people to to threaten him uh, with death. And then there were times like where, for example, I, I was one of his editors for a long time. And I spent a lot of time saying to direct, uh, you can't write that. <laughs> you can't write that because we'll get sued. So like one time I'm reading a column and he's saying somebody's a murderer and I've never heard of this person. So I say to him, who, who is this person? And he explains that. I said, okay, so why is why are you saying he's a murderer? Well, apparently, in the where he was in the world, um, people could take out private information accusing people of murder, right? And then and the argument became then that you would write that they're a murderer. But I said, no, 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 we can't do that. But right? we could say it, it, he's it, that he's like controversial. He's alleged, and then he would just come at me like, no, da 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 da, bang bang bang. But it, like as I wrote in the column, but he wasn't a prima donna. He, he stood his ground, he made his argument, but then he would accept that, you know, no, can't do it here. And then we would always get, you know, we, we, we've always compromised and we would always get something where he could say what he wanted. And whereas, um, you know, we had to avoid being sued, sued as opposed yeah. to, yeah, I've edited a lot of people in, in my, who aren't um, journalists, who have kind of a prima donna background that, you know, editors are the enemy and they're always out to screw you. And my words are sacrosanct. He wasn't like that. He would give you a hard time about issues of what was going to go in, but he would always accept it at the end with, with good grace 
and and then and we would have something a solution that we would all um uh you know but having said i gotta admit every time Every time these columns come in, I'm like, okay, what grenades are going to explode today? <laughs> <laughs> Laurie, thanks so much. Good to have you this Thank morning. You. Great to talk to you, John. Laurie Goldstein, editor emeritus from the Toronto Sun. And yeah, the funniest aspect of Tarek, aside from his brilliant personality, was he would get into these passionate arguments like the one Laurie just described. And once you came to some sort of a resolution, because that would happen here, and the boss would say, you're not even going on the air today. And it was like an off switch. He, he wouldn't stew. He wouldn't grumble. He'd go, all right, fine. And then he'd go and do the show.